HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Cutting the Curd, broadcasting live on the Heritage Radio Network. This is your host, Greg Blaze. On today's show, we're happy to have Chiara Brandalis on the line from Italy. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today, Chiara. Hi. Hi to everybody. <laughs> Hello there. Chiara is the representative of the Consorzio Tutela Piave DOP. While Piave has become a staple at so many cheese counters across the U.S., many Americans don't know the origins and influence of this one cheese. I wanted to start off by talking more about the origins of Piave. Chiara, could you set the stage for us before we talk about Piave specifically and describe where Piave is made and the types of cheeses that are also typical to that area? Sure. We are in Belluno area, so northeast of Italy. Uh, we are near the Dolomites, so in a very mountainous area. And here, beside the company, the, the, beside the dairy, there is the Piave River. So the name of the cheese comes from the name of the river. And um, here, in this part of Italy, there is a tradition for production of cheese. Uh, so there are old recipes, and in the past, many people were growing cows for, and milking them to have cheese different kind of cheese. Uh-huh. In this area, the most popular is Piave. Excellent. Why is the place so important to the production of Piave? The place is very linked to, to, uh, to the production because it's a DOP. It means PDO cheese. That, that means that is, uh, there is a recognition from European community, the highest recognition for a food, uh, for, for food. 
uh, it means that there is a strict link with between the product and the area. Yeah. You cannot produce the same cheese in another area, and the reason why you can do it is because that cheese or that product, in this case, Piave cheese, is like that only because it's produced here. If you do the same recipe in another area, if you age it in another area, it comes differently. How long has Piave been a DOP cheese? It's a quite recent DOP cheese because it got this recognition in 2010, but it was produced since many, many years ago. So it's, a, it's an old cheese, but got the DOP recognition recently, 2010. Are you happy that you got the DOP? Oh, yeah. It was very great success for us because with the DOP, you guarantee the consumer about all the controls we do. Right. Because as a consortium, we do a lot of control on the producer, on the farmers, and so the consumer is, has a guarantee of everything. The raw milk, the production, the aging, and now Piave is well, know, well known in many countries. And can you believe there is only one producer of this cheese? that is here where I am speaking now. That's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah. from what I understand in your comments, so Piave cheese is the result of traditional cheese-making processes, but also a reaction to a changing socioeconomic landscape in the Belluno region. Um, could you talk a little bit more to that point? Yes. In the past, in 1872, was born in, in this region the first uh, revolving dairy, that means that all the, all the farmers of this area, uh, so you have to imagine a very mountainous area, yeah. all the little farmers with few cows were bringing them their milk in the same dairy, as a very old and little dairy, and they were doing cheese together in a revolving way. That means that every day there was someone different to make the cheese. And at the end, every, every farmer... Uh, were paid with cheese, were, with sure. the production. Then, in 1954, so many years later, uh, was born the first cooperative in this area, and it's called Latte Busque. Uh, this cooperative uh, brought a very new idea of production, still in the way of the cooperative, so bringing all, all the milk together, but giving back money, uh, related, the money uh, goes back related to the quality of the milk. So sure. the farmers that can produce a higher quality milk, raw milk, get more money from the cooperatives. So you can imagine that everybody are doing their best to have the best quality of the milk. Yeah, you say that it's all a raw milk production. Um, is that a, when... It, I was under the impression that Piave was a pasteurized cheese. Um, it is a pasteurized cheese. I was speaking about raw milk as a first matter, uh, as a, gotcha. in, in, the best ingredient for this cheese. Then there is the production that goes through uh, pasteurization and then uh, production uh, with uh, adding the rennet and the starters, the uh, enzyme, to get this kind of 
cheese that is very unique and very different from all the other cheeses. And why is it so different? Because of the raw milk, that is a mountain milk, yeah. very rich in protein, vitamin. And the other thing that makes it very different uh, are the enzyme that comes from the milk of the day before and the, from the way of the previous production. Sure. So, so they are produced here, and you cannot replica, replicate them in another area because they are coming from the milk that is coming from here. Sure. What sort of innovations have resulted in the Piave cheese that we see today? Innovation? Yeah. Well, in the past, there, are, there were a lot of uh, hand production in, in, the, in, the, in the cheese production. There were a lot of uh, many phases that are, were made by hand, and now few of them are made by machine. Right. But the most important uh, phases are still made by the cheesemaker, that is most important person in the cheese production. He can judge when is the right time to put the rennet, to put all the, the ingredients that are milk, rennet, and salt. Um, and so there is a, lot, a little bit of automation also in the cleaning, in the cleaning phase. So right. after the production, when the cheese goes in the warehouse for aging, there the cheese are the, the wheels are uh, kept clean. And, um, and turn around every 15 days to avoid mold. So that phase is not made by hand anymore, of course, but uh, it's uh, um, the other phase that are automatized are the phase to guarantee the hygienic point of view for the customer. So there is not many people touching the cheese before it's ready for the market and everything is so clean and so uh, well kept for during the production how many or, how many cheesemakers do you have over there like so so you have the the the, the different um, farmers bring their milk in um, and then they bring it they bring it to the cooperative dairy correct yes and then yes correct but they aren't so the ones are, making the cheese. There's a cheesemaker designated, right? Yes. How many Dimitri do you have? Dimitri is his name. Yeah. There is only one. So he's just he's making all the piave, all of those all wheels piave. of piave. Oh, that's yes. crazy. That's a lot. He has, he has a team, of course. He's not his, on his own. But there are 198 farmers right. for piave cheese. They collect the milk in one dairy. There is only Dimitri, the, the cheesemaker, uh, with his team to, to do all right. the Piave cheese in the world. Wow. That's incredible because you see Piave out there. You know, that's a, that's a cheese that, that's there. So, I mean, he's working very hard. He's, he's, yeah. He, he starts very early in the morning, maybe around 3, 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And to prepare everything for the production. Then the real production starts at around 5 5.30, and all the teams arrive at that time, and they goes on all day long to produce, to clean, to age the cheese, so there are different phases. That's cool. I really like that. Yeah. So what are, so what are the benefits and also the challenges of the cooperative dairy system? 
Well, uh, it's a very different system. Mm, uh, we are not in Italy. We are not so used to this kind of system. But right. the challenge and the benefits there are few and few. The, the benefit is that uh, the, the 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 cheese, the production is is the cooperative to to take care of selling all the cheese. Not all the, the not every farmers are to have to to take care about this. Right. So they just take care about the the cows, the milking, and they give the, the milk to the to the dairy, and they finish their their job, and they get money back, um, and all the cooperative. In this case, it's a quite big cooperative. The production of Piave cheese is 350,000 wheels per year, so wow. nearly nearly 1,000 every day wheels. And um, so uh, the market sometimes is very difficult to afford, uh, very difficult to go abroad if you are a very tiny um, product, uh, producer. So this is the benefit of being in a cooperative. The challenge is that if you are big or small farmer, or if you are in a flat area or in a mountain area, you get the same money. There is no difference. Right. Every farmer, every member is the same for a cooperative. So you get back the same money. But there is the particular thing I was talking you, telling you before about the quality of the milk. Right. So if you are better than your neighbor, getting a better quality of the milk, you get more money from the cooperative. But this is an internal rule. It's not an overall rule for cooperative. It's a, they decided it here, this system. Excellent. So you have the two types of piave. You have the red, the red label one and the blue label one. Can you explain to our listeners what the basic difference is, and how do you choose the red labels and the blue and the blue labels? Do you, is it a quality thing? Do you uh, do you sell some younger because you don't think they can age out as long, or uh, how do you choose that? Well, uh, to be to be true, there are uh, four kind of piave cheese. Okay. Because the blue label has, has different aging. Uh, Piave becomes Piave fresco, that means fresh after yep. 20 days, but you don't get in the in U.S. market. And goes up to 12 months, the red label, and in between there are other three. Okay. So there is the fresh, fresco, the medium, mezzano, the old, it's vecchio, and the extra age, that is the red label. And the recipe... It's only one, so there is only one recipe for all the Piave cheese, and then uh, stage by stage we decide which is the best cheese to go over the 12 months with right. the red label, because only the better cheese can go so uh, so uh, can get so old. Right. Um, yeah. So we do uh, tasting. Internal testing during the uh, during the Piave life, and we get the best production to get the red label. That's really interesting. Thanks so much, Chiara. We're going to take a tiny break, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit 
about Piave today. Hang out with us for a minute. Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chirchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com, and as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. Hello, and welcome back to Cutting the Curd. Before the break, we were talking to Chiara Brandelis of the Piave DOP Consortium, who's on the line from Italy. We were talking generally about Piave production, but I'd like to talk a little bit more about Piave today. How has this cheese been so successful in the U.S., Chiara? Uh, Well, we started uh, to sell to U.S. uh, 15 years ago. I came for the first time to the Fancy Food Show in New York. Uh, and it's, it was at this stage a very new cheese for the market, right. and nobody knew it. And we started to sample to sample it. And first of all, it, it was in in some specialty store in New York, and people started to to, to get to get to know this cheese. Uh, after a few years. I came back to this fancy food show, and many people were was aware of what Piave was, and it was becoming quite popular also in the best restaurant of Manhattan. And right. now Piave is uh, in 30 different countries all over the world, but the first market for Piave cheese abroad for us is still United States, where People really like this flavor, a little bit nutty flavor, fruity flavor. That, yeah, really uh, approachable. That, it's really that is. Yeah, the, the the customers really like it. It's just so approachable and and, and pleasant, you know. Yeah, and then having different aging, you can use in different way. Uh, in recipes, or uh, grate it, or shave it. So there are many kind uh, of many ways you can use the piave cheese in in the kitchen. How much piave is consumed within Italy versus the what the amount that's exported to other markets? Uh, we export uh, 16, 20 percent of the production every year. So we still need to grow abroad because. Uh, the the most important production is 
sold around the production area still now. Right. And we have we need to grow in the south of Italy uh-huh. where Piave is not well known, but we have to grow also in our in other market. We are not really in Europe everywhere. But we need to work about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so do you think that Piave is used primarily near the area where it's produced? Do any other regions use Piave quite a bit? Yes, because, you know, in Italy uh, there is a very important tradition for cheese all over Italy. Every region has a, their proper cheese, special from that area. So it's very, I mean, it's very difficult to find Piave, for example, in Tuscany because they have Pecorino or in other reason because they have their own cheese. <coughs> uh, exactly. So in, in our region, Veneto region, uh, where Venice is, uh, Piave is well known, very well known, and everybody eats this kind of cheese. But as you go far from the production area, uh, not everybody know it very well. So you were mentioning um, how people use the Piave. Are there any great Piave recipes that people need to know about? Yeah, we can do many things with Piave, and all the recipe you can find them in the website piavecheese.com. But uh, on my opinion, one yeah. of the best could be the risotto, uh, with piave and asparagus or other vegetables, depending which is the, the season. Or you can put piave uh, blue label on, in the oven and it melted very, very good. So you can make on pizza, on lasagna or other recipes where you need a cheese to melt very good. That's so there are awesome. many ideas. You can or in salad in cubes. Yeah. Or shaved on carpaccio. Well, it's so sturdy. The cheese is so sturdy, and it has the of the appearance of having a lower moisture, so it's durable. People can buy a piece of it, and they can leave it. Um, if they take good care of it, they can leave it in their refrigerator and use it like, say, they use Parmigiano or something like that. I think, you know, yeah. to shave yeah, it over it's not, things. It's not very delicate cheese. You can keep it in your fridge for yeah. a few days, no problem, because it's it's already aged. So the, the, the most part of the humidity went away already with the right. aging. So the humidity uh, that is inside the cheese is not enough to get mild very, very quickly. Yeah, totally. Have you seen any issues around food safety that affect the production and exportation of Piave? Uh, what you mean? Like, about the, like US? the yeah, like the Food Safety Modernization Act or anything like that. Is a is it becoming harder to um, to produce and export piave as uh, food safety laws get tougher? Uh, well, yes. After after the new the, with the new regulation, uh, is tougher to to get to the U.S. But we still have the same standard of production. We didn't change anything because Great. our production uh, standards are still very high. And we, we didn't need to change anything. But it's hard in sense that we need a lot of papers, a lot of control. But, it, I mean, it's part of it. And to, to get 
people, a guarantee to be safe. We need all this. And do you find that the people who give you your milk, they, they are forthright? They understand that they have to give the papers and all of that. Sometimes it's hard. Um, see, people are small, uh, are small farmers, and uh, you know, and they've been doing the same thing for a long time. So they, you know, they 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 probably maybe sometimes they don't understand why they have to do it. You know, or yes, it's it's hard to understand for them because they they are milking cows every day and feeding them, and yeah. they they don't have really time to get. To take care of, of all the papers, but uh, the cooperative helps help them Great. do it and support them with uh, all the veterinary support in the farm. So they they get very helped in this. Uh, so. Uh, it's something they're also used to do since many years because when you get a DOP, you are aware that you have to do a lot of papers right. uh, for that. And you have to follow this paper that is called Disciplinare. And in the Disciplinare, there are all the rules you have to follow for the production of that cheese. So it's something, it's something hard to do, but they get used after a while. And they understand which is the reason. Yeah. Do it. And it's great that they have the consortium and they have you to explain to them why it's good, you know? Um, and then as your production increases and as you find other markets, um, since they have all of their papers together, it's easy for you to sell, you know, which is what you sure, want. You, sure. you just want to support the guys and gals that, that, you know, that are of the region, you know? I mean, you should be, you're probably very, very proud of, uh, of the cheese and its representation of, uh, of, of Belluno, I'm, cer- I'm certain. Yes, yes, they are very, uh, they very happy to be part of the consortium because the consortium gets a lot of help to them uh, in doing many, many things. You were telling about new market papers, controls, and so they just have to take to take care about their farm, not more. That's great. Well, yeah. well, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today, Chiara. I oh, really appreciate it. It was a great it. pleasure. Yeah. I think Piave is an excellent example of the way that cheese can sustain a region's agricultural traditions while adapting to modern-day issues. Thanks again, and um, everybody stay tuned next week for more Cutting the Curd. Have a nice day. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.